0: Hi, welcome to the Tax Chick Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Doucette, a self-proclaimed foodie, spin class, and Pilates enthusiast, and a tax lawyer. I fell into the practice of tax law despite having a lifelong hatred of spreadsheets, math, and numbers in general. Tax is complex, but it does not always have to be so complicated and shrouded in mystery. Join me and my guests as we unpack some serious tax topics. An attempt to demystify the world of tax. Well, hello, everybody. I'm really excited for today's special bonus episode of the Tax Chick podcast. And today, I have a very special guest. I have my new fairy godmother on the line with me, Melanie Lippman. And Melanie is a New York-based image consultant and personal branding expert. She works with female attorneys to stop the stress and overwhelm of getting dressed that holds women back from achieving next-level visibility. She defines their personal brand style in a way that makes clients instantly recognizable, memorable, and seen as a leader. Melanie feels that when you are confident about how you present yourself, you are able to show up and conquer anything the day brings you. And I'm going to post some further details on how to connect with Melanie in the show notes. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today, Melanie. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: I am so excited to be chatting with one of my favorite people in the whole entire universe today.
0: Oh, that's so nice. I feel like you're just saying that because you're on my podcast, but I'll take it.
1: Absolutely not. You're like one of like, we we kind of like see each other a few times a week and various like situations and it just, it brightens my day every single time you're there. So happy to be here with you. (laughs) Well, thank you,
0: Melanie. And I'm certainly really glad that I ended up connecting with you and I think it might be helpful to just talk a little bit about sort of how we connected, and and maybe others will end up connecting with you in the same way. Um, I decided to to jump onto LinkedIn a bit more actively, um, starting around May of this year, and you just kept popping up on my LinkedIn feed. And all of the women that I admired and that I followed in LinkedIn were all following you, and they were all talking about you. And so then I kind of creeped on your posts just to see what you were up to and eventually you just got into my head and i had to i had to contact you and then i jumped into one of your your programs your group programs called stand up style and it's literally changed my life like it's it was just a really amazing program to be a part of
1: yeah i kind of have that effect on people <laughs> as bad as it sounds i mean it's kind of good though but i think that um there's this whole feeling about image, personal style, clothes, that people, especially like high achieving women, I find they kind of try to push it to the back of their minds. They kind of lead with, especially like attorneys, um, you know, I went to law school, I did all of these things. Um, People should only care about my work and know about my work ethic and all of these wonderful things that I accomplished, how, you know, my clothes, it doesn't matter and all of that stuff. And they just like, they kind of like, they subdue it, they subdue it, they subdue it. But then um, they kind of start to realize that some of those things like their clothes and the way that their clothes feel on them and how they're presenting themselves kind of ends up holding them back from doing the big things and having the big impact and so I find that I get that a lot that people kind of creep on me for a while and they're like okay I guess I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what she has to say for a second and, and all of that and then it becomes a little bit it snowballs a little bit too like okay you talk about that there's freedom and there's strategy and that I can save time and I don't have to be stressed out about the closet I want to know more about that so share. It happens gradually. Well, and you're so
0: good at working with lawyers because you know that we love structure and we love PowerPoint presentations and that's just where we feel comfortable. And so I loved how every week you gave us like a little PowerPoint presentation and some homework and that just made me feel safe and comfortable that was just where i was meant to be
1: <laughs> and it, and that's that's where i feel safe and comfortable too like i love fashion like i am like self proclaimed like fashion guru always been obsessed with dressing barbie dolls and all of that stuff and i love the creative aspect of it and i love the freedom aspect of it but my background is from corporate like corporate corporate spreadsheets all of that stuff so when like i needed to show up for myself and um Really present myself, I struggled. Like I like because I'm five foot one. I've never in my whole entire life, no matter how many limbs I think about cutting off, will ever be a size two. So like that, like I struggled with my clothes being, you know, making me confident and feeling good. And that's when I was like, hmm, this is like odd. Like I love clothes, but sometimes they don't make me feel good. And it was when I was able to create my own strategy and my own structure that I actually felt comfortable getting dressed when it wasn't this big, overwhelming, creative thing.
0: Well, and I think too, one of the things I've found is that when you're in law school, I don't know who beats it out of you because like there's no class that says you must wear black, but somewhere along the way, somebody tells you that you need to wear black or navy or brown or gray and you need to blend in and that, you know, your clothes shouldn't be the focal point. And I find I have a lot of young women lawyers who will come to me and say, like, I don't even know how to start building a professional wardrobe. Well, you'll get summer students coming in to work in the office. And They're going from being in school all day to now they have to be in the corporate world and A, it's very expensive to start building a wardrobe, but B, like where do you start and how do you bring in your own personal style and are you allowed to bring in your own personal style? And so part of why I wanted to have you on this this podcast episode is – I mean, my podcast is about tax. And so people might be thinking like, well, why do you have a stylist on? But I think that my my podcast is about being a tax lawyer. And one of the things that I've had to overcome in being a tax lawyer is figuring out how am I going to show up each day? What is What am I going to wear? And how does that impact the way I'm feeling and the brand that I'm putting out to the world? And so on my LinkedIn uh, profile report, I happen to have a A leopard print dress on, which has caused a lot of discussion in LinkedIn. And and I I struggle with why it causes discussion, but then I also want to honor the fact that it's causing discussion. And people are very polarized. And so I've had people say, you know, that's totally inappropriate. You need to change your profile photo. You don't look professional. And then I've had other people that said, I love the fact that you're wearing a leopard print dress. And And I mean, you've seen the picture, like it's not a tight dress. It's a billowy dress with long sleeves that I'm fully covered up in, but it happens to be leopard print. And it has caused such a scandal in some circles. And I'm going, people, like, why are you talking about what I'm wearing? Let's talk about what I'm saying. And so I think a lot of women in particular in this industry really struggle with that, how to present their self-image. And I think we need to open up that conversation.
1: I think one of our first conversations was about your leopard dress. So I am very grateful that you were wearing the leopard dress. But I think it also really brings to head one of those things that happens with women. And as women, we were raised to not draw attention to ourselves and to not stir the pot. And to always do what is thought of what is the right thing to do. And that's what stirs up a lot of stuff when it comes to showing up. It comes to how you're presenting yourself and it comes to your image. And I think if those people that are offended by it, like you touched a sore spot, obviously. (laughs) And those people probably need to do a little bit more exploration than others, than the people that are not offended by it. So I think that that's a lot of where it starts is that whole idea of, um, drawing attention to yourself and saying what I'm, you know, how I show up matters and that people should be listening to what I'm saying, because that's, you know, one of the first things with clothing is it is the largest form of non-robo communication, like, It used to be seven seconds. You had seven seconds to form an opinion. But now with social media, it's five seconds because it's a scroll. And it's not only how you're presenting yourself. It's just making sure that what you're putting forth is aligned with what you're putting out there, your own message. And lawyers should know this more than anything. They have absolutely no right to say, oh, they're judging me. All you guys do is collect data. That's all you're doing. And what you're doing is you're collecting the data, storing it in the back of their mind to figure out what you can do later with that data. So the biggest data when you're showing up into a room or on social media or on LinkedIn is people are you know, creating that. And that's what the leopard dress is doing. Someone's like, wow, she has a personality as a tax lawyer allowed to have a personality. But <laughs> deep down, who do we want to work with? People that we like and people that want to have fun and people that want to take the extra second for the little giggle. That is about the connection. Those are those long-lasting relationships. And what I always say to people, because I've had it tons of times throughout my career. I mean, now my logo is blush pink, but a year ago it was hot pink. And there was lots of conversations about that. I'd get on the phone with someone and they're like, oh, you're going to make me wear pink, aren't you? And (laughs) within the law community, you think leopard's a big deal? Pink comes up a lot. (laughs) Please don't make me wear pink. (laughs) So So that thing is, I like the idea of pushing the people away from me that, I, that don't want to have fun and that don't want to have a good time and that don't want to have a conversation about what's going on and only want to live within the confines of these little boxes of this is how you're supposed to show up and you're only supposed to show up in black and you're only supposed to do this. Da, 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 da. So I kind of like the idea of stirring the pot a little bit, especially when it comes to how you're showing up
0: and I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm prepared to stir the pot. And I think that's just something that that is a part of my personality. And the more that I've come to realize that I am not your average tax lawyer. I'm just not. And so I might as well embrace that and just roll with it because that's part of, I think, what makes me great and what makes me unique. And I'm just trying to embrace it as opposed to push it down. And mm-hmm. that's my goal.
1: And, and that's what I do. I help people. You know, how do you test the limits? Like, what what are the things that you want to play up, and what are the things you don't want to play off? And that comes with body type, that comes with personal style, it comes with all of the things. But it, it's my job to kind of get a little bit of that stuff that's uncomfortable out of you. And I kind of keep. Um, I'm sitting here, and I have a picture of a, a drawing of a door in front of me, and it comes up a lot because we did this this exercise together, and I think it also speaks a a lot to the idea of having a challenge being creative and using your own creativity, is um, how do you do that when you're an attorney that has been guided that you are only supposed to be doing things that have an end result? Like, don't waste time, don't waste energy, only do things that, you know, are billable hours and that are going to be a means to an end where style does not feel like that to a lot of people.
0: That's very interesting. That's an interesting way of looking at it because I think you're right. We do very much focus on just the billing aspect and the timekeeping aspect, but there's so much more to it in terms of building a brand and building a client base and how you how you come to the table and i love that you have your dora beside you i mean i think we have to do a little shout out to deb <laughs> fetter here who who is who is the business coach that you and I have both hired. Um, And so we're on Zoom calls together a lot. And we were just talking before we hit record here that I feel this extra sense of responsibility when I think you're going to be on a Zoom call that I need to, you know, get it together and follow the instructions. And so on those days, even if I'm not sure you're going to be there, I put some nice jewelry on. I follow the rules and uh, feel much better about myself on Zoom calls. And I was saying to you that yesterday we were on a call and someone said on the call, Jeez, Amanda, you're looking great today. You must be following Melanie's tips. And one of the other girls on the call is also part of your standout style group. And we're like, you look great today, too. And we both said, Yeah, we we gotta we gotta show up for Melanie. Like we gotta look good because Melanie might be on this call. And then you did come on. So I was glad that I put the effort in.
1: <laughs> it's the accountability. Sometimes we just need a little accountability to make sure Absolutely. we're doing showing up. You can't be there for yourself. <laughs> Might as well be there for Melanie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a couple of questions that I always ask all of my podcast guests. And so I'm actually curious to ask you these questions as well because I have this feeling you're going to have some cool answers. So one of the questions that I always ask is, what is the last podcast you listened to and or your favorite podcast?
1: So I am a huge fan of how I built this. It was actually one of the first podcasts that I ever started listening to, and uh, it's an NPR podcast, and I love stories. I love learning about how people build their businesses, why they build their businesses, why it's important to them, their struggles, um, the things that they have overcome, um and just i like being part of the story and hearing about all the little things that have happened the times that they've almost failed and one of my favorite ones is one that i just listened to and i'm sure you'll love it also it is with um the i forgot his name um the man that created peloton so i just absolutely Ooh. love the how the story of peloton um how it was done and just bringing that innovation into um, into the folds when it came to working out at home. I I love stories. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to check that one out because like, as you and I know, I'm a recent Peloton purchaser um, trying to supplement until our local spin studio opens up again and trying to find that sense of community. And uh, I, one of the other things I did since I was creeping on you for so long is you've had your Peloton and you looked like you were having so much fun. And then all the other people I was following on LinkedIn, they had a Peloton. And so then we bought a Peloton and it it's pretty fun, mm-hmm. I have to say. It's, it's a pretty fun device. And I was I was riding on the weekend, and I got invited to be part of this live ride with a couple other lawyers on LinkedIn, and they like high-fived me. And I was so I almost started to cry. It was like I was part of something. Like I was cool. I was part of a clique. Uh-huh. And so my husband got home, and I was like, Craig, they high-fived me. And then he just felt sad because he didn't have a team that <laughs> he could. So I, I messaged one to the lawyer. She's like, well, he and my husband can hang out. So I think we're going to try and connect them on the Peloton now so he can have friends. My husband's on Peloton also. I could connect them,
1: although he doesn't get any high fives either.
0: Well, I'm I'm totally create
1: a a male community on Peloton. You know,
0: somebody has to, right? Somebody has to. Okay, I'm gonna check that podcast out. That's fabulous. And then what is the emoji that you use most often when texting?
1: The blowing a kiss face. I use it all the time. I think uh, oh, I have this weird, not weird. I mean, it's obvious. I have this like lip obsession. My last name is Lipman. So anything that has lips, um, I'm kind of instantly attracted to. But I'm so I'm always sending that like kissy face <laughs> emoji. It kind that, of just... makes up for some things that I may say that's a little cheeky. That
0: is too funny. It makes me think about when I was younger and we had found this um, cordless phone it was in the shape of a giant set of pink lips. I don't know what happened to that phone, but you would have loved that phone, especially because you still have a landline. You told me you're like me, we still have landlines.
1: (laughs) I need to. So my son's school calls me. I love that about you. <laughs> it's where my mother
0: phones me. It's like she doesn't like talking on cell phones or talking to somebody else when they're on their cell phone. So I keep my landline for my mother.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Actually, my mom just bought a landline also because her cell phone doesn't work anymore. And instead of getting a new one, she bought a landline. <laughs>
0: You know, whatever works. We're all exactly. home now anyway, so what's the
1: difference <laughs> exactly?
0: Well, and that's kind of a good segue to our conversation because I think that 2020 added a new layer of excitement to the getting dressed portion of a day. And I think we were all suddenly working from home, we were on video all the time, and I think video freaks people out just generally, and none of us knew what to do. We were not equipped. Um, I I know for myself, I started out really good. And if you've ever seen that meme on Instagram where it's like the person comes out the first day and they're in full makeup and they look fabulous. And then by like day 90, they're coming out in sweats and their hair is like everywhere. And I feel like that's what happened to me is that I just kind of lost that desire to figure out what to do when I was home. And I think then compounded on that was this discussion we were having before about feeling very constrained within my profession. Mm -hmm. And so I had this closet that was disastrous and bursting and had all these clothes in it. And I felt like I never had anything to wear, which I know is such a cliche and people say it. But now that I've worked with you, My closet is this beautiful place of happiness. Like I go into it in the morning and I kind of like sing to myself and I grab what I need. And it's just not a stressful process anymore. I got rid of a lot of baggage that was carrying around in that closet of things I wasn't using. I feel like I know what to put on for video. I feel like I know what to do to feel comfortable at home but still look professional. And I just want to share this with the world because it it's such a small thing, but such a huge, huge thing, I think, for all of us. And it's one more thing we can feel like we have some control over and that we can have some fun with during a very difficult time
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And I find that at this point in time, like, especially on LinkedIn and everywhere, like mindset and personal development has been one of those things that everyone has worked on. Um, since COVID, like that's like the thing while at home, I'm going to work on my mindset or I'm going to take up yoga or I'm going to take up uh, meditation or I'm going to start this daily practice of journaling. And what people don't realize is they may invest, you know, 20 minutes, a half an hour on this wonderful practice, but when they go into their closet and it doesn't feel good on them, all of that stuff that you've done for a half an hour goes down the drain. <laughs> So it's Absolutely. just like another continuation of the process of the ritual of feeling good is what your closet can be for you. And just the act of getting dressed and showing up in a way that feels good. Like someone created this and maybe it was, you know, in the 1920s or earlier on when when women had to be uncomfortable in order to look good. I remember my mom used to always say to me, you have to suffer for beauty. Like I think I got like, <laughs> smacked across the face when I first got my period. Um, But that's not true anymore. Like, yes, like the internet is a big overwhelming space of options, but you get to also have the ability to be comfortable while looking good at the same time. So, people need to stop thinking about that in order to like look polished and professional, that there's a sort of uncomfortability about that that's not the case that's only when you're in the courtroom and you need to be uncomfortable <laughs> to
0: absolutely <intimidate> <laughs> absolutely because I feel like when I'm very structured and buttoned up I feel more intimidating mm-hmm. than when I'm I'm loose and flowy and and I think that was one of the things I enjoyed so much about your program as you talked about well, what are you going to be doing in that day and how do you need to show up And I think that's really important to remember. So we were going to touch on, I think, three things today, Um, give some sort of fast tips to people. And the first tip was going to be about Zoom. Mm -hmm. So how do we look refreshed and how do we look polished on video? And then our second topic was going to be about working from home. And how we're going to avoid, you know, wearing sweats and yoga pants every day. And then our third topic was sort of fashion in the corporate world. So just to give some tips and tricks about how to show some of your own style while still being professional. So why don't we dive into topic one and can you give us some sort of fast tips about the Zoom call? How are we going to look refreshed? How are we going to look polished?
1: So the first thing that you just need to overall realize is that the camera on your phone, on your phone or on your computer was not made to make you look like a rock star. It is not a professional camera. So there's a lot of things you just need to do to make yourself look better. And the biggest thing that you can do is to not wear black. If you wear black on Zoom, you look like you did not get any sleep the night before, that you're drained, that you just um like have dark under eye circles. So I would recommend if you're wearing anything, you need to be wearing a saturated jewel tone, which are those colors like emerald green, um, like a raspberry red, um, like an amethyst purple. Like those are the colors, they look good on everyone. So you don't have to worry about, is that a color that looks good on me? No, this is a color that looks good on you and also translates really well onto video um, if you need to wear black because like there's something about it that makes you feel comfortable I would suggest then wearing a necklace or a scarf or an earring with one of those jewel tones because it's really what about it's what about on your face and that immediately is just gonna brighten up your face and counteract all the bad things that the black is doing for you um, so that's One quick thing that you can do on Zoom. Also, you want to be a little bit careful when you're wearing prints and patterns, um, especially those small kind of dizzy ones. Again, these are like cameras that are not made for what they're doing right now. Um, So you want to just make sure that the print is not distracting from what you're trying to accomplish and it's not like making the person who's watching you be dizzy. So a larger print is actually better than a smaller print. And the best way to do this is you can go on your camera on your Zoom before you actually get in front of people. So just kind of look and see how am I showing up? And do I need to do something to change my appearance so I'm not distracting um, the message that I'm trying to have become across that day?
0: Well, and I know you and I both have those selfie light rings and I have one at work and I have one at home. I had to explain to one of my partners what it was the other day because he looked in and he's like, what is that behind your computer? And those make such a difference because our lighting is often really terrible. So we'll be shadowed and, and it's hard to see people's faces sometimes.
1: Exactly. So I'm always – light ring is when I actually did a gift guide um for attorney at work and that was my number one thing that every female attorney should be getting under the tree if they don't have one is a light ring because like – It just is such a bad situation as far as lighting in your own home. Again, not set up for what they were meant to be. I'm sure that there is like a new MacBook Air in the works that have these awesome cameras that it will probably be coming out soon. (laughs) So before those come out, you need a light ring. You need to wear jewel tones and avoid avoid small prints. (laughs) Those are the
0: rules I follow when I think you're going to be on a Zoom call with me. That that is the rules. (laughs) So then, okay, we talked about being at home. And again, our lighting is usually quite bad at home. But outside of that, in the context of video, one of the things I know I struggle with is, you know, you get up, you go downstairs in the morning and you start work. And you're not necessarily going to, you know, be putting on the tight pants or or putting on the high heels or doing those things. But I think there's a very fine line between being professional and then also just wearing your yoga pants every day, but maybe a nice top. How, How do you suggest that we try to still feel a little bit more professional when we're in the home?
1: You need to realize that your clothes get to now replace your commute. So you used to, you know, Drive for 10 minutes or take a train or walk. And that was your transformation. Like you went from like the cleaning lady to rock star attorney during those. That that commute, but now your clothes have to be that commute. Your clothes need to make the transformation. So you should just be wearing something that makes you feel confident, that makes you feel powerful. And you need to do a little bit of work and figure out what that is. It may not be clothes. I've spoken to women that put per- perfume on when they need to show up and do the big thing. Or they've decided that they're gonna wear a two-inch heel that day, or there's a pair of bracelets that feel good on them. Maybe it's that they actually did their hair. Hair that day. There's something that's in there that makes you feel feminine and powerful. And you need to play that up, even if it's just for you and no one else is seeing that. Because I know that when you feel that sense of confidence, that's when the things happen. That's when you ask the difficult questions. That's when you really, really make an impact. So you need to still be having those moments, those powerful, impactful moments even though you are in your own home and you need to, you can use your clothes you can use whatever you need to do to make you feel powerful
0: that's a that's a very good point because we are still doing the same work but we're doing it from home and whatever you need to do to feel focused and to feel in control and for me it's like I have I have my suit of armor it's not a suit but it's it's like I have my work clothes and I have my home clothes and if I try to work in my home clothes I don't have the same vibe going into it
1: mm-hmm And if you try to work in your work clothes, like a suit, you feel a little ridiculous. So Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And we've touched upon this um, a little bit with our own work together is having that weekend wardrobe that makes you feel confident also is something that can go into play um, during these moments. So it's a great time to figure out like, how you want to show up, how you want to look good on over the weekend, because it, you can start incorporating a few new pieces and you can be enjoying them now because you can be wearing them while working from home.
0: Yes, because one of the things I discussed with you is I have a really hard time knowing what to wear when I'm not in my work life. And I felt like my personal wardrobe for the weekend or for social activities was lacking. And I I remember showing you on one of our calls, my, my leather pants. And I was like, I don't know where to wear these. And, and then one of my activities was a date with my husband. And you were like, well, where else would you wear leather pants if not on a date with your husband? And I thought, good point. Good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it also goes back to, we had this conversation is that there's a lack of emphasis on the weekend wardrobe because it's not thought of as a billable hour. So it's kind of like, is this where I'm going to spend my time when five days a week I go to work, I need to accomplish big things. But the two days a week, you get to enjoy yourself and have fun. And there's a lack of investing time or energy or money in that situation um, when you are a powerful woman.
0: Well, and, and that kind of leads us into our third topic, which I think is an important one to chat about a little bit, is this concept of fashion in the corporate world and how you can show a bit of your own personal style, but still being professional and still adhering to the the rules. And I'm I'm making air quotes even though no one can see me, but the rules of your profession. I mean, I can't go into court wearing leopard print. That's disrespectful and that's not, that's not the right place for it. But you know, how do you, you know, incorporate something about yourself while still being professional and still being appropriate for the industry?
1: I think also one of the things to touch upon while we have this conversation is also to kind of realize Where we are in our relationships with clients, with jurors, with people that are referral sources, is that we all need to come off as human. And as attorneys, you guys have been very, very focused on almost becoming robotic. Like, this is how I am, this is the things that I do, and this is what I need to accomplish. But it's kind of intimidating and kind of puts all us other people that aren't in the profession off. And once you almost make that realization of, yes, I do amazing things. And yes, I need to really be there for my clients. I also need to be a support system for them. And I also let need to let them know that I am a human being as well and that they I understand what they're going through. So once you kind of think about it and tweak the perspective just a little bit, it's a little bit more you're a little bit more open to show a little bit of your human, not black, buttoned up formal side. And The way to do that is the way that I approach everything is kind of really figure out what you need to accomplish that day and who you need to be for yourself and give yourself confidence and who you need to be for your client. And then once you kind of have that baseline, you can start to kind of have a little bit more fun with it. And I'm not saying it's wearing lime green and polka dots. It maybe is wearing navy blue instead of black. Or maybe it's wearing an interesting color combination. Or maybe it's just wearing a cool pair of shoes that shows a little bit of your personality. Um, but once you know what the situation is, what the expectation is, then you can kind of start up to play with it. Um, but it's really kind of about creating this more human connection and a sense of approachability than having that off-putting suit of armor going on.
0: I really like that because that makes it a lot a lot easier to handle. Sometimes I think when when people are thinking about their own personal style and their professionals, they assume I have to throw everything out and I have to start from scratch. And that's not what you have to do. You just have to to work with what you have and maybe add in a piece or two or wear your pieces differently so that you feel differently about what you're wearing.
1: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that also comes up, and I know it's been it was a conversation with our group, is that. You don't need to lose the 15, 20 pounds before you start this process. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like the thing is like, I don't even want to think about clothes or style or any of that stuff until I, you know, lose that arbitrary number. And what you've learned in the process and what a lot of people learn is that it's actually you don't need to lose any weight whatsoever. You just maybe need to change the way that you're putting your clothes on and the way that you are dressing for your body type or the way that you're pairing things together um, instead of needing to lose that arbitrary number that's really holding you back from even thinking about this process.
0: I really appreciated that about the way that you spoke to our group because why why wait to be happy? And I think that was something you had said one time is why are you denying yourself the right and the ability to feel good about yourself right now? Why are you creating this arbitrary idea that, no, you can't have that until you've accomplished X, Y, and Z? And so I think that's such a positive and wonderful way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And so actually, speaking about our group, I, I just kind of want to end off our podcast episode today by, by just sort of doing a bit of a shout out to some of the work that you're doing because your specialty is female lawyers. And, and sometimes, I mean, I'm Canadian, so we call ourselves lawyers, but the Americans call themselves attorneys. And it just sounds fancier. I mean, we're <laughs> doing the same thing. So so your your specialty is working with female lawyers or female attorneys. And the program that I joined... Um, that I loved was called Standout Style. Um, And I wondered if you just wanted to chat a bit about that and talk about the offerings you have available in the new year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, Standout Style, which Amanda participated in, it's a four-week course. um, And the goal of this course was really to help female attorneys get comfortable getting visible. So really, uh, as attorneys, the idea of thinking of yourselves as a, as a personal brand is something that's very foreign um, and being like, what, I'm supposed to promote myself and I'm supposed to bring in new clients and I'm supposed to do all of this stuff? How do I even think about that? But that's what really the whole entire program is geared towards, is really giving... Um, the rules, because that's what makes attorneys comfortable of how to find their style. And it's not about this creative boho dramatic thing. It's really about putting words to how you need to show up strategically to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And then just giving rules and guidelines of. How to go into your own closet and find the things that really embody that person that you want to show up as, and really make sure that your clothing is not. Um, contradicting how you want to be showing up because sometimes we do that sometimes like we we show off the message of i'm strong and powerful but your clothes aren't saying that and then the opposite like you're oh i'm warm and friendly and engaging but like your your black suit is really putting off people so just really shedding some light on how you can be using your clothes in the right way and giving um you know the the guidelines of how to wear color, how to wear prints, how to create flattering outfits in the body that you have today and then how to create a- outfits for those things that you're you're planning for whether it is, you know, getting on zoom calls with clients or speaking on a panel or having a branding photo shoot. And then the other added bonus within the program that it kind of was one of these things that I just love is just connecting people. I I love really, um, kind of finding the, putting all the puzzle pieces too, but I bring in these guest experts and, um, they have been such a fabulous addition to the program because, again, they're helping with that visibility issue. So, Deb Fetter, that we brought, that we spoke about before, that we both work with, is a business development coach. So, she comes in and talks about having curious conver- conversations with people to have an open dialogue with people that could be your clients as opposed to making assumptions about what they're looking for. Um, the next week, we have a makeup artist come in that just gives really easy tips and tricks about. what you should be doing as part of your makeup routine and what you need to be avoiding doing. Um, Another person that comes in is a a, a social media coach that really just gives easy tips and tricks and things that you should be doing to get your brand out there on social media. And then the last one um, is a a media coach that we're, we're all on video and no matter what way we're on video, whether it is on Zoom calls or whether it's we're actually creating video content. So she comes in and making makes sure that everyone is using uh, video to show up in their best light. So I just love the bonus.
0: <laughs> well, and I love the bonuses too. And I mean, in, in terms of how this program is structured... Um, I work a lot of hours and, and I have a lot going on and I felt like this was very doable for me, even during a very busy time of my life. And so you would typically release, um, a nice video for us on, on a Monday that was pre-recorded that we could watch at our leisure that had a little, um, sort of document along with it and a little bit of homework to get us thinking. And that only took me about half an hour to do, I would do it kind of before bed. And then we would typically have um, a call as a group, which is one of the things I love the most about the program at the end of the week, where myself and the other other lawyers involved, we get on a call with you, and we would talk about the week and and talk about the things that were worrying us and support each other in that. And then you always had this other um, guest speaker come in, everything is recorded, so if you can't make the time, it's okay. You can watch it later. And then you have this great little Facebook group um, that we all joined and and kind of provided support. And our group liked each other so much that we didn't want to stop talking to each other when your, when your program was
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing is that I feel that, that there's a, some amazing relationships that started because of this program. And I think that's one of the things you could speak to it better than I can because I am not a female attorney. But that lack of comradery and support of women kind of saying like I, this is a challenge for me and these are things that have worked for me these are the things that haven't worked for me and just people from all over the country and either you know you're in Canada and a lot of the women were were in the US but just people that are all over supporting and rooting for you is such a wonderful thing it was nice to watch. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it was, I think, one of my favorite parts of the program. And these women came from all different walks of life. We were all different ages. We had all different backgrounds. We practiced in different areas. But yet, we all had this commonality in how we were handling fashion and our clothes and how that was impacting our daily life. And I just felt like our group kind of broke down those barriers and it was it was very therapeutic. I really really enjoyed that piece of it. And so you're going to be starting another program in January, is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. So it's starting um I believe it's January 19th and it's only open to 10 attorneys and 5 of those spots are actually taken already. So
0: I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this and you're a female lawyer and you're kind of wondering if this is for you, this is for you. It is very reasonably priced. It is very low time commitment. um, And you will get so much out of this. It's something you can do for yourself during a time, I think, that is unprecedented in our history. And it's hard to feel like you have control over everything or over anything. And so this is one way that you can kind of help give yourself a little boost and make yourself feel better and also connect with a great group of other women, which is always a plus.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: So I'll put more info about this um, in the show notes as well. But I, you know, Melanie, thank you so much for coming on today because we have all these great conversations and I just wanted to share some of these conversations with everyone else so they could get to know you, especially here in Canada. I want you to to become well, well well-known in Canada. I want Canadian attorneys to start using you too because you're just fabulous.
1: Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate it. Well, that's all we have time
0: for today, everybody. And I hope that we gave you some food for thought or at least made you smile. Please see the show notes for any resource material that we reference throughout the episode and to find out more about our amazing guest today. Thank you so much for listening, and if you're interested in reading or learning more, I invite you to subscribe to my blog, The Tax Chick Blog, and if you have an idea for a future episode or a burning question you would like to see discussed, please send me an email at the tax chick Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and click subscribe to be notified when new episodes are posted. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.